2: Welcome to the Wise Men Say podcast, it's uh, the magcast cast this week, we're from the belly of the beast in uh, Newcastle upon on Tyne, um, I'm making my Wise Men Say presenting debut, it's Richard Easterbrook by the way, if you didn't already know. Um, so we are joined today by Matthew Keelan and Craig Clark.
0: Hi. That's Matthew Keelan. <laughs> Hello.
2: And that's Craig Clark, we're here to discuss the announcement of uh, Philip Parkinson as Sunderland manager announced today on a 2.5 year deal, and the reaction has been lukewarm, to say the least, from from our side of things. But it's it's happening. Yeah,
1: it's happening. Um, not sure really how I feel about it happening, but it's yeah. happened, so we can't really do anything about it other than support it. I guess. So. Uh,
0: I think there's a a lot of things that have gone on in the past few weeks where a lot of us were probably in the Ross out camp, maybe reluctant Ross out camp, yeah. but nonetheless probably thought it was the end of his time at the club because of lots of reasons that we've gone over many times. But I remember us talking about some of the names we thought might be linked because of the proposed takeover that was going on going in the background, so I think a lot of the Ross out stuff was also entwined with this new hope, and one of the names, for instance that had come up was like Chris Hughton, and we'd thought nah he's way too negative because we were thinking on what you would actually say now is a different stratosphere because no one's even talking about the type of football park. well some people are talking about it but it's almost just like it's back to the two opposing kind of dialogues about this is really underwhelming or it's we're in League One and this is the kind of manager we're going to get but that seems like a far cry from two or three weeks ago when the debate wasn't just about Ross out it was about potentially like former Premier League managers taking over
1: I don't even, I don't even know the style of football the partson played because I'd never considered him ever being our manager before so I've never like taken an, an interest not like being disrespectful to him or I've just never taken an interest in any teams that he's managed really like
2: I think this this was you know the opportunity for the for the owners to, to change up the style of football that had been that had been presented so far it was you know say the results were largely positive under Ross, but it's not as if the style of football, especially in the later weeks, was 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 anything kind of to write home about. And I thought, well, this is a real opportunity now for the owners to to say, we want to go up and want to play a swashbuckling football, perhaps. Not not talking about kind of ticky tacka football or the perfect brand of football, but just something a little bit more attacking. Yeah, I, I'm kind of reluctant to to say that. That we wanted attacking football, we just want something a little more attacking, a little bit more open, a little bit more, you know, willing to, to put your, your your foot on people's on necks a bit more and kind of kill teams off rather than, than going one nil up and sitting back a bit. I think that's that's so where I am at the moment is that I, I'm I i do not know what to expect from Phil Parkinson. Other than what I've seen from his, his from his record so far, it it doesn't really suggest to me that he's going to play the type of football that's going to get people on the seats or off the seats for that matter. So it's from that respect, you know, is this gonna be a change that that a change for the better, or is it gonna be a change in the style of football? I mean what what are your views on that, Craig?
0: Like both of you probably the my limited experience of him is seeing these teams play against ours. So I'm thinking about the Bolton game last season at home in particular and uh, looking at other fans' views, clubs he's managed and obviously Bolton were in a really bad way and for him to get them promoted and then keep them up was actually quite impressive but I don't believe the style of play was anything that their fans wrote home about Um, and you know they're a team that built a lot of their success in the earlier part of this century since 2000 under Sam Allardyce, who's got a similar reputation for a certain type of football so I don't know what are you reading to that?
1: Cheers mate I got a text off um, my mate this morning. Who uh, he's got a, a Bolton supporting uh, friend, and he he said in League One at Bolton, it was it was good. He said it. He said it was like I, I, he didn't like elaborate on the football, but he said everyone, you know, it was great. Like he knew he, he certainly knows how to set a team up. Um, but once they got promoted in the Championship, he didn't have a clue. And they stayed up, obviously. But they stayed up in that league that we finished bottom of, which was terrible so I, that that although I don't know about that's something i've I've heard from someone else this morning mm. regarding I think very much as is, is brief as being said from the from today is
2: and it's fairly easy to understand it's it's to get out of this division, obviously in the upward trajectory to get out of the division yeah, yeah. to get well, in back Great into the championship the other, yeah. <laughs> well then, oh, yeah <laughs> I mean, if 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 you can do that. Looking at the bigger picture, what chance does he have of taking the team on further? Is, is there any progression chances within that? Well,
0: he's been given two and a half years, yeah. so obviously the aim is 100 points and to get out of the division. That's the standard that was set in the summer. So whichever way you look at it, they're looking to get promoted. So he's basically then given two years to do something in the championship, which is something he hasn't done before with any degree of success. <coughs> Just staying up isn't enough for Sunderland. We expect to go up and yeah, you consolidate in your first year. But I'm not talking about finishing fifth bottom. You want to consolidate in mid table. Like you said, Matthew, the standard in that division isn't great. No,
1: there's no course, reason. Yeah, mid table, the, the bottom of the championship is pretty dire, really, in terms of, well, certainly yeah. in, in our experience there's, of it. There's not that much difference between bottom, bottom 12 of the championship and top
2: 12 of, the, of, of League One, certainly. No,
1: no. Mm-hmm. I
2: think the, the, the concern is that if Parkinson does do the job and he plays you know, functional football that gets us out of this division, that, that's great, looking mm-hmm. forward. You know, if, if this ends up being a, a project that's abandoned halfway through, as so many Sunderland managerial projects are, why didn't we go... I know that they'll, have, they'll have the benefit of hindsight you know, 12 months on from now, but why, why not look for a short-term replacement... In that time, and then wait for the takeover to happen. If it is going to happen, wait for the investment to happen. If that's going to happen, and then we can make a better decision with 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 Sunderland possibly being in in the next league up to make a decision that could that could really kind
1: of help us our long term growth. I think this is almost like a an appointment that's stuck in the middle, isn't it, really Because like when it was initially like when he was initially touted for the job and rumored, it was oh, he's going to be coming until the end of the season. And it was like, right, well, his record, looking at it, shows that that might have been, you know, something that we could have, but obviously he's not historically the man that's taking the teams on from that. And we, then we've given him a two and a half year deal and he's just sort of, it's just stuck in no man's land, I think. Yeah. So you're going to get to
0: two ways. either they did offer him a short term and he said no, which to me would be kind of worrying because I'd be looking at it thinking, you're out of work, you're Phil Parkinson. You've been offered the biggest job. Well, you're offered the biggest job of your career, basically in terms of size of club, potential, and you've said, "No, I want the security." So that says to me that no matter what league we're in, we're still being viewed in a similar way by people in football, and that's that's not great. We should be a we should be a club in that division. I keep repeating it. Yes, we are a League One football club as it stands, but we're not. And we should be able to just sell this as like a long-term vision for someone. Now, maybe Parkinson said, I've got a long-term vision and maybe the owners have bought into it. That's fair enough. Unfortunately, his record doesn't suggest that he can deliver on that. We're
1: not a league, you're right, we're not a league one club. But a lot of the things that we've started to do were setting us well on the way to being a league one club.
2: Yeah, we're, fa- we're fairly getting ingrained now to, uh, to, to being league one. It's like, it's like what they call it, uh, Stockholm Syndrome, isn't it? After a while. You know you deal with your captors you're, you start to become friends with your captors yeah. and then and suddenly you kind of you part you're part, yeah, you're part of, you of it yeah exactly I mean no chance of getting out of the league if you if you play if you buy league one players with no chance of progression without out any kind of pathway to, to to greater things i think i think my, my one of my concerns was that 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 the club have said today that that he was by far the top of the the list mm. and I want to know. How long was that list? Who else was on that list? And were there any? Because they looked left field when they, when they appointed Ross. You know, it wasn't a it wasn't a safe appointment by any means. And they've looked at Parkinson and gone, yeah, he, he's he's the man for us. And I want to know who else was on that list. And you know, we're we're still a, we're still a, a pull. We're still a name. You know, just because we're in League One doesn't mean that we're going to be unattractive to to managers. Right? Managers back themselves to to be the man that turned it around and to be the we're the the ones that can lead this this club back into the greatness was Phil Parkinson the the, the one white knight at the front of of a massive queue
1: or is this just a a really quick and easy appointment I don't I don't know I don't know I'd like to say the list as well I I don't it sort of seems as if he wasn't look I don't I don't know this and I don't want to like have a go it just it seems as if he wasn't the first choice to me like it just doesn't why would he why would he be
0: so there's a number of reasons he might have been he's out of work he has had teams promoted out of this division he may have as the club have stated in announcing him that he's got great references he interviewed very well blah 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 however if he was your top target I guess you don't necessarily need to interview because he was ready and available you just invite him in and I know there's some kind of conflicting Ideas. If we've interviewed supposedly or at clubs about the likes of Paul Cook, you've got Daniel Stendel out there. Gareth Ainsworth, obviously was linked. There are others of a similar like, level, if not more recently successful than him. Specifically, Cook, I think. Yeah. Um. And I suppose, like you're right. You look at the Ross appointment and you think it was it was a bit that was creative. That the I, it was a young manager who you thought could potentially go with the club. A bit like Barnes, he went with Stendel. That wasn't a safe appointment by any means. Now, they've got their own problems and obviously he's left there. It seems like it wasn't a situation of his making. Now, I'm not saying we should have gone for him. He's not necessarily the right man for Sundland just because he was the right man for Barnsley. But how have we gone from? Can you remember when we got Ross and it was all things like he wants to do the tokens, we're reconnecting the club with the... Fr- there was a whole range of reasons that were really good as well as the style of football he was supposed to bring. Mm. Which, OK, maybe it didn't materialise, but they'd done the homework... And I'm not saying they haven't with Parkinson. But from what you hear, it's very direct. It's percentages, it's set pieces. And I know Gareth's been banging this drum online. And he said, well, that's fine if you go up, but what if you don't? You've watched some bludgeon football for months and potentially another two years of it in a terrible division that you feel as Sunderland fans you should be dominating. It it isn't going to go down very well with an already... Our best apathetic fan base in some cases outright hostile now I don't know if that'll manifest in the stands I don't think it will supporters always get behind the manager and the team but I don't think it'll take long to turn if we're winning you know people didn't like the fact we drew a lot of games last season if we're winning 1-0 drawing 1-1 losing 1-0 again this season if the football's not exciting people will turn
1: people won't go right like, and I, I, I think like we need. We're going to have to play some. We're going to have to play some attacking football, and we're going to have to start and score goals. Because if we're playing that like that Burton game at the end of November, and you've got midweek games in winter, in the middle of winter and stuff, this season. If it's not kicking on, you're not going to be getting twenty-eight, twenty-nine thousand of them games. You're going to be getting twenty-two, twenty-three thousand.
2: Yeah, as a as a support, we've probably got a core support. I would say twenty-four, twenty-five. Yeah, certainly when under McCarthy, who was again in his in his in his early days, was a popular appointment. Mm-hmm. But when we're down in the championship, it was a, there was a lot of apathy towards, towards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was a lot of apathy from from fans at the time towards not just McCarthy but to uh, Bob Murray as well, and it was it was all coming to a head with with protests off the pitch and 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 the, you know the white the white uh, the white card protest and the red card protest, all the different card protests that we did, which um, didn't really cut through in a massive way, but there was there was negativity in in the stands, and that's that's the core support down to twenty four. I mean, if 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 he's Trudging out more of the same, or even worse, what we've been what we've been dealt with over the last eighteen months. That you could go back down to that as well, that's and it, it's, it's that's not going to propel us up and out of the league. If it do, if we it do, it's against all odds. I think where 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 I'm at now as as a fan is that I have to give them the benefit of the doubt. But caveated with that is. That when it all goes wrong, we can kind of point at results. I say when it all goes wrong, it might not. It might be a a roaring success. uh, But I I don't want to be accused of being negative, and I don't want to be accused of being uh, a happy clapper on both sides of it. So you've got to kind of stay somewhere in the middle, really, and go. This could be this could be a roaring success. It could not be. It might not be. But it might not be. I
1: think we 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 said before before we started recording. Ironic because we doing a podcast about it I don't really have a lot to say on it mm. I, I don't know what to say like, you know yeah. what I mean I, I just I... well
0: the only other thing sort of thing talked about was what you were saying about his record Richard and I know someone had mentioned <clears throat> when he got Bolton up yes they went up automatically but it was with a points total that would have got you finished your fifth last season he did
1: make that... I was reading I was reading about the system I don't know where I saw this stat <coughs> um, he did make their best start to a season for 85 years when he got Bolton promoted So,
0: obviously that was with the caveat of being in League One. Now, we had had really crap kind of Augusts and Septembers and we overcame that last season because we were in League One, though. So, okay, you could compare Sunderland and Bolton in some ways. They're not as big a club, not as big a fan base. But we've had off-field problems, you know, I mean, they went really, they nearly went. Um, Obviously that's after he's left, but... He's used to sort of taking on a situation in adversity at a reasonable size club that's in the wrong division. Because I don't think Bolton are a League One club. They're at least a championship size club. With a fan base that was used to Premier League yeah, football yeah. quite recently. So I think that's a big tick for him. I don't think any of the other candidates had that kind of experience. Um Joe Royal. Joe, Joe Royal did. Right. Uh, we'll say a realistic candidate then.
1: Apparently.
0: <laughs> Apparently. Right, so obviously Sir Joseph won't be coming to Sunderland because he basically runs Wigan or something, doesn't he? Anyway, I don't know. It's it's one of those, isn't it, with Park in some way, like, of the candidates. I think Nigel Pearson was my personal yeah. kind of favourite because I think he had promotion experience relatively recently at a club of a, again, medium size. so we've obviously since won the league in Leicester, but he got them out of League One and the Championship, so he's he's got good pedigree. For whatever reason, we didn't go for him or we didn't get him. I don't know that any of the other candidates, you can have your preference, but I don't think there's anything about them that would say they necessarily stood out more than Parkinson, other than a preferred style of play. Well, we've seen with Jack Ross, I suppose a supposed preferred style of play doesn't necessarily translate at a new club anyway. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
2: you know it's it's for, on on the positive side he's got he's got a decent league one re- record he's got you know he's got plenty of football games he's managed over 700 football games you know most most of those all of those in the english league so yeah. so it's transferable and you can say well let's point to his second fin- second place finish under at Ed bolden uh, you know that that was only 3 years ago so it's not you know, Colchester
1: was pretty impressive yeah. getting them into the into the
2: championship. So yeah, Colchester in, in 2006, he got he got Colchester promoted into the championship, um, finishing second that season. Um, and then he resigned to move on to, to Hull, where it didn't go so well for him. So again, it's that push again up, up into a bigger club. You would say probably out of out of the clubs he's managed, uh, biggest one Bolton, yeah, wait,
0: wait. biggest That's one sort of Brad, biggest Bradford, side. yeah. yeah more
1: mm. historically mm. than the teams don't seem to score a lot of goals looking at this uh, looking at this here
2: yeah look looking at his record he's, he's managed to uh managed to win more than half of his games
1: on four occasions out of the, the what the, the 13 years that he's been in charge Charlton side of 2009-10 71 goals and that's the most goals <laughs> the team have scored them mm. Unless I'm
2: missing one. No. Yeah. I mean, in in 2017, when he got Bolton promoted in second, he was he was pushing. That was his best season, managerially. Um, he was he was averaging 1.9 points per game, which which is a fairly decent, a fairly decent return. Winning 25 of those matches, losing only 10. Um, with a goal difference of 32, 86 points to finish on that season. So I mean that that's not distant. That's not distant memory.
0: That that's that's three years ago. So. But it's it's also not very distant from what Jack Ross achieved last season. So this is the other thing that you can come back to. Again, fans were, there was unrest. It was probably the right time for him to go and all that kind of stuff. However, I think that was with the idea in people's head that we would get someone who was clearly and distinctly better. Now, nothing you've said there makes us think, oh, this is a dreadful appointment. He's someone who just takes teams down or whatever. But it doesn't also strike us as someone who... It just sounds like he's done what Jack Ross has done but for a longer period of time. Which to me is a bit of a shame. If you're going to get someone at that end of their career, maybe you want someone with a little bit... Well, you hoped for someone with a bit more pedigree. But on the flip side, just going on statistics, if that would be... I think 86 points gets you up second place this season because there's only Ipswich. Everyone else keeps having little patches of form... I don't see any standout teams unless Portsmouth get their act together or I suppose the other two at Oxford are flying, but will it last? And Peterborough, I think have got some real firepower. But other than that, I don't think there's much, is there?
1: Wickham are flying as well. They wow. won't stay, though. They no, I know. I mean, they've
2: got a small squad. No, Innsworth's done, Innsworth done a decent job there and they've got new owners coming in, but
1: I don't see that lasting. It's, it's, I don't think they're big enough to, to I, I don't. I, Peter would do this same thing every year Both. as well. <laughs>
0: They do, but they've gone up before under this manager they've got now and at their firepower up front in the attacking areas, I know it doesn't translate into automatic, they've just got variety pace, power I mean the way they destroyed us down there was that was kind of like an evenish game for a long period but they just had more in those areas physically as well as creatively than we did and yeah, you're right. They could drop off massively, but there's just no one who stand out. I thought Coventry and Blackpool looked like there might be something yeah. special, but neither of them have sustained any kind of Coventry, form.
1: Coventry lost at home to, uh, well, not home, but Coventry lost in Birmingham at home to Tranmere at the weekend, didn't they? So yeah, um, yeah. So if we're looking at that, I mean, it, it, it's it's not going to be a
2: tough task, particularly when you know we're in a decent position now, still in sight of promotion. You know, if if. If we can hit the ground running under Parkinson and get some results together, you know, this could happen. But looking at the bigger picture, there there will be questions. Probably not questions for today, but questions that will be answered in, in the fullness of time. Um, one thing that surprised me, and I, I don't know if it surprised you guys too, is the reaction online, um, particularly Twitter, which is which is obviously no real barometer of opinion um, across a club bit, supporter base as a whole. But certainly the most visible and the loudest voices you hear are the ones that are shouting all the time. And what I'm personally surprised at is is how quick people have been keen to die on the hill of of Phil Parkinson quite quite soon after being announced as a front runner people throwing their support behind them in a very wholehearted manner yeah. I mean at my own personal opinion which is which which is doesn't mean, really mean anything in the scheme of things is that I, I was a little bit nonplussed and if it happens and it works then great but if it doesn't that's fine Just move on but there's been a lot of people with a lot of vociferous opinions about
1: me does, does that surprise you Matthew? Yeah I think people have <coughs> the the polar opposite opinion as well and right. then thought this needs to be maybe this needs to be counted So let's just throw everything behind the new manager, whoever it is. Which I think mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were so vocal in in wanting rid of Jack Ross that they've, they've now sort of desperately want to be proved right. I guess.
2: Yeah, no, Gareth made a good point on the on the Twitter, uh, a, rare, a rare good point from him. But <laughs> yeah, he must have missed it. Yeah. it. was when he said like why why are people being so so kind of dead against a manager a dead for a manager and you know what's it going to achieve That they're not your friends you're not, you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not, in the long run it's not going to if
0: you're wrong it's fine don't worry about yeah. it I think uh, it comes back to what you said Matthew I don't think any of us three have a strong opinion either way because let's be honest like most of the teams we play in this division I know nothing about Parkinson really other than the, the basic hard facts that you've produced and printed off there actually Chris Weatherspoon produced them that's what, uh, that's what Oh, but well. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and the what? How many times have we played against Parkinson teams? The only one I can remember is like the Bolton games a couple of seasons ago. So I, I don't have I the cup of
1: you a couple of Bradford
0: was uh, uh, That the that season. Right. Well, I mean, they were really so. One thing that I would say about that Bradford team, Bradford, <laughs> turned into. I've, I've been infested by Jordiness. It's me Shields Twang coming through. <laughs> um, <laughs> aye, but with Parkinson, that team absolutely dominated the hell out of... Was it the Poyett one? Yeah. 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 That I went down and, I mean, talk about toxic, that atmosphere towards Poyett, then after the stuff he said was horrible. But what, the question I would have, if we're going to we try and play football like that, because he, like, he got the ball in the channels, he kind of had... John Stead up front. Aye, uh, he was Stead. Do we really have the personnel to necessarily replicate that style of football? I'm not sure that would do, because... We've tried to play a long ball well, to got, to Wike and it doesn't really work. Well,
1: yeah, I was going to say the closest we've got to stead is wake, and I think they had James Hansen up front as well oh, at yeah, the time. Massive him. Um, I don't know any of their other players who maybe would have played that day, but the closest we've got is is Wike.
0: Um I think they had didn't have Billy Knott used to oh, came through yeah. our youths. Yeah. He was pretty good. They had a, the, to be fair that Bradford team. Our I mean we were awful and it was unthinkably bad, but. They did they were street wise and they knew how to like mm-hmm. batter a bigger team than them that could pass. The problem is, as we've seen in this division, every team's that big physical get you know, whatever and we're not. Yeah, we are the Bradford. You're like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. right?
1: we are the we are the under the not the under. Not the. Opposite. We had a yeah, the in the Sunderland Sunderland. And the Sunderland. Yeah, yeah, We're not his Bradford side. Yeah. Is what I was trying to say, which I made a mess of. So that's what obviously we struggled with last season, which is something that we're going to have to, and we have this season. Something we're going to have to overcome is like these scrappy do little teams coming and frustrating us and bullying us as well. They we can't. You know, we can't let. Can't let that happen
0: so the, I guess the question is and dunno if any of you can answer it, I certainly can't, is he is Parkinson actually more of a pragmatist than we think? Maybe he looks at the squad and has a go at getting them playing in a different way or I don't I really don't know. <laughs> it's it's
2: a, again a sixty four thousand pound question, isn't it? Is is what kind of a manager is he? I think what we need it's it's the the, the two jobs for me for me, for Parkinson to, to, to deal with is to get the the back four organised, the back five organised to get a little bit of continuity running through that and, and just a bit more organisations, certainly on set pieces which we weren't seeing, we weren't seeing any kind of progression under, under Jack Ross going forward th- there hasn't been that much of a problem in capability it's tactically, we've just never seemed to work out a decent way to create chances we've got two strikers potentially capable of scoring double figures this season in, in Wyke who has done it at this level not consistently but he has done it at this level and more importantly Will Grigg who definitely has done this at, at, mm. at, at a very much consistent level mm. so for me Parkinson's job is to, to get the back four organised but to get the best out of Grigg and to a lesser extent Wyke that that that's, that's in his entry now that's what he needs to be focusing on if you get those two elements right we'll be out of the division no
1: problem yeah, okay.
0: I think Well, the other thing to say quickly was we've been thinking about a lot here about tactics and style of play but management's about a lot more than that and I got the impression some of them were maybe getting a bit of an easy ride under Ross now I don't know what Ross is like in the dressing room and that right but do you not think some of the lack of discipline we've seen over the time he was here was like they could ride a bit roughshod over him. Maybe Parkinson's got a bit more strength of character. Maybe he can impose more discipline defensively in terms of you know actually being able to head away crosses, but also maybe you know some of the petulance that has slipped in or getting you know those battles will get sucked into sometimes. Maybe we'll start to see a little bit more of a streetwise, and I, I'm certain I think Sunderland fans would actually appreciate that as much as seeing good attacking football we like players who get, kind of get stuck in and you know what I mean it, there's more than one ways to enjoy your football basically
1: rather than we've seen a few stupid dismissals like you know, like lashing out and getting involved and like kicking people off the ball and stuff yeah just kind of group everybody together and I don't know sort of put Pulled everything together a bit more, I guess, in terms of, and not not a, not a lack of respect thing, but uh, Ross was a new manager, obviously hadn't really managed eagles probably that are in. Not that there are huge eagles, but there are for the division they're in, they'll probably think they should be out of this division, certainly last season. Um, and yeah, getting involved in them stupid battles, particularly Maguire, having his off days where he's just, is a walking red card. Try and drum that out of some of them maybe. I think the
2: more the more that is kind of played on on a public level, you know what we saw at Portsmouth to you know when when o nine came off the pitch and was was, a, was yeah. attacked by that that fan you know there was similar things happening at um, at um, the last game, oh, <laughs> <Lingen>. <laughs> the last Lingen, game yeah, yeah. mc yeah. fighting with their In, fans
1: and stuff.
2: you know with, within 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 the white lines, just ignore what 's going on off the pitch yeah. if 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 clubs say that that there's going to be Players that are likely to react to that way, they'll they will play on that, and you know, and fans fans know how he's going to react if I have a go at him. It's just stupid. I mean, how many times have, as a as a fan, have you had a go at a player and they've just not listened at all? It's not like yeah, that that Simps- that Simpsons episode where people are shouting Daryl Daryl <laughs> Strawberry, and then he turns yeah. away and he's got a single tear coming <laughs> down. You know, the play- the players don't don't care yet. I seem to be tied up with, with off the field interactions and stuff, and it, even like down to '09 doing his little cheeky smile at the fans when, when something goes for him and things like that. Just, just ignore it and crack on with
0: the game. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I think we have a lot of like League, league One players, right? And they should be kind of used to playing in these types of environments. So that's not an excuse. And then on the flip side, you got the odd one who maybe isn't. But I don't know, it's just weird. You don't really see it happening at any other football club. Or maybe it's Parkinson, I just don't know enough about him. trying to see both sides of the argument, I can see why people aren't happy. I can see why they're apathetic. I can see why in some cases they feel angry because I think some people, rightly or wrongly, feel like, I don't know, getting rid of Ross was going to result in something bigger. But on the flip side, he is here now and there are things that we don't know about him that could actually be really good and that is one side of things that I wonder could he be a bit more of a disciplinarian and is that what we need? Because... I don't know The the squad needs Pulling together Uniting And some kind of Strategy imposed on it Because at times Whatever the strategy was Under Ross Didn't seem to manifest itself Clearly did it So We can't have that anymore It has to be like A clear structure On and off the pitch In terms of how The squad's managed I think so I think like that kind of that kind of sums
2: up where where we're at where we're at really. I mean, it's, it's a lot of kind of soul searching really <laughs> to get to get to this point. And I think we've gone gone about it in a, in, a, in a rambling manner, but, <laughs> but the but the conclusion is that let's just give him a chance and get behind him. With that said, Wickham Saturday, how's how's that going to look?
1: Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it started well, haven't it? Obviously, I, I mean, he's Ainsworth was considered, yeah, reportedly for this job, so.
2: So he's got he's had today on the training ground he's had th- like obviously today being Thursday tomorrow Friday on the training ground then then down to Wickham so not much chance to impose any kind of massive overarching strategy but certainly enough time to to make a couple of tweaks here and there. I should be
1: beating Wickham. Like, I, I don't I, I've said they've started well now I don't care like we should be we should be going there and beating.
0: Them. Well this is the thing as well you make a really good point there Richard and actually we've got two games in quick succession because we've got Tranmere on Tuesday that's right isn't it so he hasn't got a great deal of time to do much other than get a look at the players pick a team and try and set them up to play in what whatever way you can so i would say say we did even just draw both of those games 1-1 lost one because of the kind of weird sort of divisive thing that's going on and depending on how that manifests itself in the stands, it might not at all. Twitter does not really represent football fans, but see, it did manifest itself in the stadium. I don't know. You start getting a bit like he's off. He's off on a. If he gets off to a basically, if he gets off to a bad start, I think it's not even necessarily his fault. But he's going to be on the back foot, isn't he? That's the worry. Because Wickham I agree, we should be just going there expecting to win the game. But they're in. They're in form. There we are.
1: I agree with you You're right And it's going to be difficult If he doesn't If he doesn't get off He's, He needs to get off To a flyer Doesn't he Really Yeah, yeah. So with that said Score predictions 2-2 uh, two, two. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wow you're, you're going for goals After everything you've said About Parkinson's teams Not scoring goals I'm yeah. going to say um, We'll win 1-0 <laughs> No one knows
1: Basically
2: Yeah <laughs> I'm going to say Well heart and head Both go for 2-1 Nice, nice, nice easy start. Straightforward, get the goal scored early. Get we'll that, one. Yeah, on. get one. Nerv, nervy <laughs> last 20 minutes, couple well, of sendings good. off, and then uh, then home for tea. Lovely. <laughs> <that. And
1: then, laughs> unless you're going away.
2: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Any fans going down there, so safe journey down, have a great game. Let's get back there with three points, and we'll be back on. Uh, Well, there'll be no reaction pod, I'd imagine. It's it's only one of our um, only one of our number going down on on the day. So, so Monday, I guess. So yeah, Monday, Gareth and Stephen back in back in the studio. Until then, thanks for listening. (laughs)